What's up, Nerd Nation? It's your boy, Chris Wilson, host of the Average Sports Nerds podcast. ASN is a podcast started by two lifelong friends who have a passion for sports and the debates surrounding them. You can connect with us on Instagram at AVG Sports Nerds. From all of us here at ASN, we thank you for your support and we hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, Nerd Nation? It's your boy, Chris. We're back with another NFL episode. Free agency going crazy right now. Teams spending money, even though the cap went down. But seems like there's a lot of money to go around right now. Teams making moves. Still waiting on some of the big-name wide receivers. But we're going to get into all that. Obviously, I'm joined by my guy, as always, Derek Compton. What's going on, Derek? What's going on, Chris? What's going on, Nerd Nation? A lot of news. It's almost like we had to strategize how we were going to approach this this week because there's just so much stuff going on. So, you know, we're going to try to touch on everything as best we can. But if we forget anything, you have any additional comments you want to make, please feel free to let us know inboxes. You know, we'll try to mention it next week. Definitely, definitely. And to that point, we're not going to be able to get to everything. So many moves are happening. There's 32 teams with 53-man rosters, and obviously now they're up to 90-man and stuff. So there's so many things happening. We're just going to try to touch on what we feel is the most important, the biggest moves in the league. So to that point, we got to start in Houston. It's been the biggest story of the offseason. That's Deshaun Watson. Obviously, we know he wants out. They seem to be refusing to trade him. But more juice has come into the situation now as – Deshaun Watson's facing allegations of sexual assault and a lawsuit filed on behalf of a female masseuse. Now, I'm not entirely sure, obviously, the details, but Deshaun Watson put out a statement, and I'm going to read it right now. He said this, as a result of a social media post by a publicity-seeking plaintiff's lawyer, I recently became aware of a lawsuit that has apparently been filed against me. I have not yet seen the complaint. But I know this, I have never treated any woman with anything other than the utmost respect. The plaintiff's lawyer claims that this isn't about money, but before filing suit, he made a baseless six-figure settlement demand, which I quickly rejected. Unlike him, this isn't about money for me. It's about clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. So I guess I'll start with you. What, What are your thoughts on that whole situation? He couldn't have made a better decision in handling that. For someone who was being accused and doesn't think the same way as Deshaun Watson, there are people out there, even though they're innocent, that would have probably paid a settlement. Just said, here, let's just end this. But that also makes you look guilty paying a settlement. He paid us a settlement to shut us up. You hear that a lot in these sexual allegations. And so smart move by Deshaun Watson and trying to actually clear his name up. He's never struck me as the kind of guy to be that basically if anything you think right of the way around uh you know females trying to get at him like that because he's one of the top guys in texas i can't wait for his name to be cleared because it's just ah uh, man this is just one of those things that you just don't want to hear about a guy like that top of the league top of his game and then you hear something like this coming for his knees Ugh, it's heartbreaking 
but sure i'll make it out of this unscathed and it'll just be a part of the past pretty soon and whoever's trying to blackmail him or gaslight him is hopefully going to get what they deserve what do you think i want to start by saying this everybody in this country especially black people and people of color needs to be taken as innocent until proven guilty now i i definitely don't take allegations like this lightly i want to make that clear Anybody that's in the wrong for doing that type of thing, sexual assault, sexual whatever, misconduct, rape, these things should never be taken lightly. So in that regard, I do want to make sure that I'm trying to stay balanced, you know, staying fair. I'm with you. I don't believe that Deshaun Watson did this. He doesn't seem like that type of guy. Obviously, I don't know him on any type of personal level, but I've never even heard a bad story about him. It really took me by surprise. I like the statement he put out, like you said. We just got to see where it goes from this. I wouldn't treat it any differently if I was a team right now trying to acquire him. I know how some of these things can go. And there's a lot of money involved and billionaires, and sometimes they'll do things by any means. I don't want to make any statements like the Texans owner is paying somebody to do this or something, but I don't want to count that out. Right. Yeah, man. Business. It's a, just a it's a crazy team. story. It sounds vile and convoluted and yeah, I mean, here's the thing. When it comes to money, people are willing to do anything to kind of keep their best interest at hand. And you have a point there, man. The owner could very well have been using his power and money. But like I said, I don't want to accuse anybody of anything. I don't want to accuse Deshaun Watson of doing this. I don't want to accuse the owner of doing anything malicious. I'm just going to sit back and let it play out. I don't want to be one way or the other making, at least right now, making a definitive statement for me. Right. And I don't want a billionaire coming after me. You know, <laughs> statements and stuff. And I don't know if they listen to this podcast, but hey, you never yeah. know. Someday they will, maybe. Yeah. But I guess from there, we can talk about his team a little bit because they made a couple moves. They signed Tyrod Taylor to a one-year deal up to $12.5 million. So I'm happy for Tyrod. Maybe if this thing goes south and Deshaun Watson sits out or he gets traded, Tyrod would probably be the starter. They signed Mark Ingram. I feel like that's more just a locker room move at this point. The rest of the guys, I don't really even think we need to talk about them. They traded for right tackle Marcus Cannon from the Patriots. Just some pick swaps in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. So they move back in those rounds, but they get a starting quality lineman, I guess. But yeah, do you see anything mm-hmm. about these moves that with don't scream mark- four and 12? <laughs> yeah, I, do like, I do like the Mark Ingram pickup. I mean, you said it's, it's more of a locker room move, but I feel like he could probably perform pretty well this season. But at the same time, they still have Laramie Tunzel. I don't know if he's coming back or not from injury, but yeah, he's pretty good for sure. I'm hoping Mark Ingram can perform and produce some of what he did in Baltimore because he did him and J.K. Dobbins had a pretty good duo there for a bit and I'm sure season before last he was a beast yeah who knows he could probably wake up here in in Houston fresh scenery fresh set of clothes and hopefully get his bearings there and he might do a little something I don't see why not I like the Mark Ingram pickup that's for sure I'm excited to see that yeah I mean they still got David Johnson too so I think they'll both probably be used at this point yeah I think that's definitely more suitable for Mark just because he's slowing down a bit. He's older, and I'm sure that'll yeah. work. Sure. I think both of those guys are slowing down a little bit for sure. David Johnson for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, if this was 2015 and you had those guys, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Exactly. Anyway, I think we should move on to the New Orleans. You know, I feel like that's another talk of the town. A new face starting in New Orleans. That's going to be amazing. Drew Brees. 
wonderful career. Got to give out my congrats to him for finally taking that step into the next phase of his life. We're witnessing another great QB hang up the cleats, and it's just an end of an era. Much love to Drew Brees, man. He did a lot for this game. We all seen it coming. It's still a hard thing to watch quarterback of that caliber that we've seen majority of our lives suiting up and consistently playing at the level that he did. But just like in all things in life, you got to think about what comes in the future. And New Orleans has already decided on that. Jameis Winston was signed to a one-year contract. So he's expected to start. That's where I'm thinking. I would think Jameis Winston is going to start. Of course, they still have Taysom Hill. So there is options there. However, I'm not one of those guys who thinks Taysom Hill is a starting quarterback in this league. I just don't think that at all. So Jameis Winston, having led a team in his past, I think he deserves that respect. Here's the mantle. Drew's gone. Use what you learned from the guy and apply it here and try and take over this team. Even if he's just a bridge quarterback to a draft, who knows? This is the season for him to really show what he's learned and absorbed from Drew Brees in New Orleans. See if he's actually ready to be an elite starting quarterback. His time in Tampa, I thought he showed signs of being elite. There was it's a the turnovers. Yeah, it's the turnovers. It's the turnovers. And there were many moments that I thought Jameis Winston proved me wrong because when he was drafted so young, I thought he was going to bust day one, but he didn't. He surpassed my expectation, even in his time in Tampa. Of course, his inconsistencies, turning the ball over, like you said, led him to his current position in his career. But he took a backseat. He humbled himself. Let's see what he learned from Drew. Let's see what he learned. And I'm excited to see that. What do you think? First point I wanted to make, though, is that Sean Payton started Taysom Hill over James Winston last year. He did play four games. He turned the ball over like seven times, I believe. So I'm with you. I think Jameis is going to start. I think they're going to keep Taysom Hill in the same role that he's been in. And he's been good in it. That gadget role can run some plays at quarterback if you want to run some read option. And then he can throw the ball decently enough. You got to respect it. He can play some tight end. He was playing lined up at receiver, fullback. So I think he's like a good football player. Yeah. But we'll see what happens with this team. I didn't want to go over Drew Brees. I wanted to talk about him for a little second. Drew Brees, definitely one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's in my top 10 for sure. I've seen some people had him in the top five. I'm not really in that camp. He was not even like the top two or three quarterbacks in the league when he was in the league ever, I felt like at least. So he's got to be up there somewhere, but I want to get your take. You got Drew Brees in the top five, top 10. Where's he at for you? Are we talking all time here? Yeah, I'm talking all time. I'm talking so, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana. I'm talking those guys. Where, where's well, Drew Brees ranking? To. You have to because, look, you got to look at Drew Brees as sort of the Emmitt Smith of quarterbacks, right? Where you wouldn't say Emmitt Smith is the most talented per se, but statistic-wise, he's one of the best. But you have to give credit where it's due. He has the most career passing touchdowns and the most career passing yards, correct? For or, now. For now, yeah. But he earned that. In a time where there was a lot of talent at quarterback, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Now you got Patrick Mahomes, but obviously he's not in lines with that. You got Russell Wilson, a lot of talent at quarterback in the league, and he was able to achieve the most in a career. So you got him in the top five? All time? I, I put him in the top five all time. Ah, I, I can't do five. it. 
He's I'd, rather, I'd rather have Brett Favre. Oh, you'd, rather, you'd rather have Brett Favre? Yeah. You'd rather have Brett Favre. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, he won more titles. I love Brett Favre. Got, really? Drew Brees, he's never been the MVP of the league. There was never a time when I felt like Drew Brees was the best quarterback in the league. It was definitely, definitely a time when Brett Favre was the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, because there was no talent anywhere else, man. He had corpus like Vinny Testaverde or like Hey, Elway was in the league back then, man. Like, John Elway was 42, it was 40 years hey, old, man. He won them Super Bowls late in his career. Yeah, late in his career. But there was no young quarterback to keep up with Brett. He was the best quarterback in the league because there's no one else. Who else? Who else? Cordell Stewart, young Peyton Manning in his rookie year. You know, he wasn't even good. That you can't say that. You can't, hey, you can't do that. Brett Favre was the best quarterback in the late 90s. All of those there years. No good quarterbacks back then. None. None. <laughs> young. Ooh, that's like the only, only person I could think of. But yeah, I don't know if you can hear this, but apparently I have some neighbors with some very loud cars. So Uh-oh. if you're hearing that on the pod, we apologize. But cylinders <laughs> they got. But anyway. Always that guy, right? <laughs> but yeah, we can move on. I wanted to talk about the defending champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They re-signed pass rusher Shaq Barrett, who I'm pretty sure last week I was saying I didn't think there was going to be a way they could re-sign him. They restructured Tom Brady's contract, added some years on, spread out the money some. So Tampa Bay bringing the band back pretty much. They got, like I said, Shaq Barrett, Rob Gronkowski on a one-year deal, $10 million for him. They brought back the kicker who was clutch down the stretch. What are your thoughts? Can the Bucs repeat with these moves? See, that's what happens to a lot of Super Bowl teams is, is they, they end up getting rid of certain players because they just can't afford them. So they have those missing pieces. So this is different. I can't think off the top of my head the last time a Super Bowl team has actually kept every single piece in place that won the Super Bowl. Right. If it has happened, okay, prove me wrong. But however... Tampa Bay, especially being led by Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Ronald Jones, a beast, a beast. They have a running game. They have a defense. They have a receiving core. Yeah, that's one thing, though. They still haven't re-signed Fournette or Antonio Brown at this point. So Neither neither, neither were big factors, if you ask me. Ronald Jones was a beast. Ronald Jones was a beast. Don't get me wrong. Leonard Fournette had a good postseason, but. To me, in the NFL Robert right Jones now, is the one that really was the premier back all season long. Yeah, he's a great running back. So definitely an underrated running back too. Highly overlooked. Yeah, I was gonna say just for me in the NFL right now, like running backs, they a dime a dozen. Especially if you don't have the Christian McCaffrey or someone like that, Dalvin Cook. These mm-hmm. guys, Derrick Henry, that are just complete difference makers. Like Leonard Fournette's not that. So he could have been, but he just kind of yeah, they thought he was gonna be yeah. But yeah, but Ronald Jones, you know, he's kind of been just slipping under the radar, though. He's so much better than how much people are not talking about him, if you follow what I'm saying. But I like what Tampa's doing. I can see them going back. And this is what we said on the episode, uh, the Super Bowl episode. Why wouldn't that happen again? Why wouldn't there be a rematch between the two teams? I'm sure we predicted Tom Brady coming back. Pretty sure we had this conversation on the Super Bowl episode. Yeah. It might happen again. I didn't think all these guys were going to come back, though. I'm pretty sure on that episode, I think I was saying that Shaq Barrett wouldn't be back. I thought Gronk would come back. Obviously, I mean, the kicker's not made that much money, so I thought he could come back. 
I thought receivers would come back, especially after Godwin got tagged. I thought he might be able to go, but getting back Shaq Barrett and Levante David to me was crucial. I I don't understand how they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, how they have so much money, but kudos to them. It must have been Tom Brady's contract. You have to look at yeah. that. He cleared he, a lot of space. I guarantee you he's sacrificing a lot of his salary to keep his guys there. He's that kind of leader. He's that kind of guy. You know, nah, people, everyone commends that, but I don't care. For me, I just know personally I'd be taking the money. Look, I'm not taking yeah. no pay cuts. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know what? And that's that's exactly what Tom Brady, why he's great. That's why he got seven championships, that's nine zero, right? <laughs> you know? Better than me, you know what I'm saying? So yeah tom brady that's how he wins man he sacrifices what he needs to sacrifice but yeah man i mean i'm excited to see tampa bay come back dude if they do it again it's gonna be ridiculous and i can just see it being a rematch between them and kansas city i don't know what you think about that i guess we could talk about the chiefs since you brought them up i'm not quite sure about them they've made some questionable moves all their moves right now have been on the offensive line they actually did release running back damian williams who opted out for COVID last year. So that was kind of interesting because he played a huge role in that first Super Bowl when they beat the 49ers. And that was the last time he played. So we'll see. Maybe he goes somewhere else or what happens with him. But the Chiefs in general, they're making some weird moves. They signed Joe Thune, the guard from the Patriots, five years, 80 million. So he's getting big money. It's like 16 million a year. Oh, also they signed Kyle Log, one-year deal worth up to $5 million. He had retired, and now I guess he's coming back out of retirement after last year. So we'll see if he's still got some left in the tank. But really why I was concerned is they released right tackle Mitchell Schwartz and left tackle Eric Fisher, who, if we remember, were both out in the Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes was running for his life under pressure all game from the Bucks. So... It seemed like they obviously needed those two guys because that didn't happen to Patrick Mahomes the rest of the season. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. Personally, I don't know if I'm going to pick the Chiefs to go back to the Super Bowl. Just Patrick Mahomes so good, though. Yeah. See, this is the thing. is There has to be something working behind the scenes. There must be something working behind the scenes. Otherwise, we should start chasing the Chiefs GM away because they're literally ruining – a franchise having your outer linemen, your tackles is the Achilles heel to a football team. Your team cannot operate without those two guys. So they have to have something in mind by just releasing them, not even getting anything back for them. What are you guys doing? I mean, you got your offense still. Okay. You got a center, a highest paid center. So there's that. Maybe your interior offensive line is what you're trying to beef up more. But I just don't get it. I don't understand. I'm not a general manager. I'm not in charge of personnel for an NFL team. So it's like, to me, that's a bad move. But there has to be something circulating in that office to where they thought that was the best move for their franchise. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, both of those guys are getting up there in age. But like you said, they obviously didn't have the replacements for them when they played without them last year. So there's got to be something behind the scenes. But at this point in time, if you ask me today, if I see them going back to Super Bowl, I'd say no. Mind you, there were some really good offensive linemen in the senior bowl this year. Really good. There were at least four of them 
who raised their draft value, their draft stock at the senior bowl, like huge. There's one guy from Northwestern. There's this one guy from coming out of the D2 school that I saw. He was a monster. He was just moving people around D1 defensive linemen, moving them. And oh yeah, I seen that guy. You know what I'm talking about you, you know what I'm talking about, right? The guy with the long hair. Yeah, the D three dude. He was beasting. He was a beast, man. And just he's just made of stone. It looked like he so, was that D three dude that probably hit the late gross spurt or something. And right, had been working hard the whole time while all his friends was. I don't you know, know. BSing a little bit. We're at a D three. Yeah, that and, dude. I don't know how they found him. He, yeah, <laughs> like what? What the hell? They've been feeding this guy. You know, yeah, he was working them Alabama line. Every, I, yes. look up his, I gotta look up his name real quick because yeah, he, he deserves some more respect. He deserves his name to yes. be mentioned at least. Yeah, man, he was kicking some butt, man, and that's probably something that the Chiefs are probably banking on right now. They probably found some hidden gems in the draft as far as the college recruiting and, and things of that nature. So. You know, yeah. that's that's the only logic. That's that's what made me think about this is because maybe there are some offensive linemen in the draft that aren't going to be picked pretty high that could replace them. Quinn Mayerness. Quinn Mayerness. 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 What school? Mayer. It was some weird name school. I forget. This whole article. Wisconsin Whitewater. Wisconsin Whitewater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, wow. So... I'm rooting for him, though. I'm going to keep an eye on that guy. Yes, I hope he does something in the NFL. Like I said, that guy from Northwestern, he's been going viral all over social media with how much he can front-hand squat. He was front-hand squatting like almost 1,000 pounds. That's ridiculous. He ran like a 4.8 or like a 4.7. So he's fast, too. He's an athlete. Yeah, big boy. Heard of. Big boy moving like that. That's crazy. Yeah. And for how much he can lift, too, you know what I'm saying? That's a lot, man. To lift and to be able to run a four-something as an offensive lineman is ridiculous. So, And then you also have Panay Sewell, but he's going early. He's been kind of lost in all these players that kind of just... Because uh, he opted out. Oh, did he? Yeah, he didn't play last year. Oh. But, I mean, I still think... But he's, he's still... They still have him as number one lineman, yeah, though. Exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. And so it's like, there's other options there at the O-line. People are just foaming at the mouth fat right now, so... That could probably explain the Chiefs' decision and letting go of their guys. So we'll see if it pays off. Yeah, I'm just nervous. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see Kansas City back in that next year with Tampa Bay, and I want them to win bad because we won't even get into that conversation because that's just going to spark a whole new thread. But anyway, I want to get into my home team, Washington football. They made a decision. And if you listen in last week, I remember making a bold prediction or not necessarily a prediction but it was more or less a hypothetical of ryan fitzpatrick coming and it happened man i'm super excited it's magic it's oh my god i cannot wait to see this guy do his thing here in washington even if it's just for the first six weeks like it was in miami who cares because that's like literally all we need right now is a guy to manage our team who isn't limping on one leg. No disrespect to Alex Smith. I think that was a little disrespectful, but. Hey, true first. You know what? Hey, so I'm excited for Fitzmagic and I'm also excited to see what it brings out in Taylor Heineke because there's nothing better than a little competition in OTAs and a little competition at camp that really brings out the best in a player, especially someone so young and unproven. 
So this literally is going to unlock a lot of things that we need, some juice, a little bit of camaraderie in the locker room, unity, just support all over because there's so many people trying to etch their name in, in the league right now. We have nobody besides Chase Young on our roster that really has made a name for themselves yet. And that's kind of where we're at. We're trying to find our identity. So I think a lot of people are looking at the Ryan Fitzpatrick move as, as a head slapper. What are they doing? They're doing what they usually do, signing these almost 40-some-odd-year-old free agent quarterbacks and expect us to win with them. But this just isn't the case, man. We've built our defense for so long. All we need is a quarterback. And here we yeah. are. I want to hear your thoughts, man. Yeah, for me, it's exciting, I guess, because Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, he definitely has moments of greatness. I always consider him my number one backup that I would always want to have. But coming in the season, he'll probably be the starter. Wouldn't say I'm super ecstatic about it, but you got to look at it also as who else was actually available. Dak Prescott re-signed with the Cowboys. The Texans are dug in right now, not trying to trade Deshaun. The Seahawks don't look like they're trading Russell Wilson. So what else is really out there? Tyrod Taylor, he went to the Texans. They can have him personally. I like the guy, but I'd rather have that Fitzmagic. I think he can get the ball out to the receivers, which is something we struggled at. He might turn the ball over a little bit more, but we have a defense that can possibly overcome that so long as he's putting up yards and stats and points. So they added a weapon with him with Curtis Samuel that just happened right before we started recording. Three years, $34 million for Curtis Samuel who obviously played for Rivera in Carolina. I think that's going to be a great fit. I really like the Fitzmagic signing. I've seen a lot of fans on Facebook. I'm in a Washington football team group, and it seemed to be most of the people were pretty negative on the move. But I look at it, what we have on the roster. He's an upgrade from that, in my opinion, at least. And from what was out on the market, I don't think we could have done much better. So I'm with it. That was a great decision. And tying into the last team, Kansas City, who knows if we pick up one of their tackles there. It's kind of what we need to learn a left tackle. I mean, yeah. I say, not saying we have a horrible offensive line, because I give us a good C average, you know, average C as a grade for our line. But yeah, we're about middle of the pack, I would say. But Eric Fisher or even the Schwartz guy, was what was his name? Mitchell Schwartz? Yeah. Mitchell Schwartz. But I know Eric Fisher, that's a pretty well known name in the league. He's been playing for quite a while, so I think that'd be a pretty good upgrade to, if we were to bring him in here and Antonio Gibson coming back. We need some more solidarity on the O-line, a little bit of experience too. So hopefully that could really upgrade our offense if we actually pursue that. So I'm excited, man. This is some great news. Yeah, I definitely think Curtis Samuels going to be a huge upgrade for us. Obviously, we got Terry McLaurin. He's shown the talent to me. I think he could be a number one receiver. We just never really had a quarterback that was consistent enough to get him the ball to put up those 100 catches, 1,400 yards type numbers. But I think he's capable of that. I think Curtis Samuel is perfect number two. He can run those gadget plays, take some end arounds, that kind of stuff, take the routes underneath. He could go deep. I think he's a great player to sign. And I didn't even talk about on the defensive side, they picked up William Jackson the third. The corner from the Cincinnati Bengals, he was a former first-round pick. He's been pretty solid, never really made a lot of interceptions or, like, forced fumbles and recoveries or anything like that. So he kind of flies under the radar. But 
I think that's a solid signing. All he has to do is be solid with the front seven that we have. And hey, man, I know a lot of people are hyped up with the Dak Prescott contract, but in my opinion, I don't see why we're not the favorites to win this division again. Those little upgrades make up a lot of ground. It makes us even better, which is scary. The fact that we were able to play so consistently on defense and adding more efficiency, not necessarily quote-unquote talent, but what William Jackson brings to the team is consistency. He's a shutdown cornerback. He's going to stick his hand in there and knock the ball down. So yeah, those aren't necessarily stats. You do get the pat-down statistic, how many passes are broken up, but he's not that flashy statistic kind of quarterback, and that's that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for efficiency, and that's right. what our is. We're efficient. Our stars are up front. Montez Sweat, Chase Young, those are our stars right there. That's our bread and butter. So the guys downfield don't necessarily have to work that much because we got pressure going at the quarterback. Right, Cut, cover for three or four seconds, and we'll be yep. all right. Yep, exactly. So that's what we need, man. That's the perfect upgrade. I'm super excited to see what Jack Del Rio can do, what he can cook up this season. So Yeah, and definitely it was a need because we let go of Ronald Darby. He was a free agent. He went over and signed with the Broncos for three years, $30 million. So I thought he was pretty solid, but I do think this is a definite upgrade. And, hey, I'm all on board right now. So we'll see how it goes this season for us. So another team I want to talk about, adding even more talent that is just, just ridiculous arizona cardinals with aj green my gosh we got d hop on one end and then aj green on the other and then you got kyler murray who can easily turn it up field anytime he feels like it this is going to be ridiculous what do you think yeah i mean obviously they picked up jj watt a couple weeks ago i thought that was big they did lose their pass rusher hassan reddick he signed with another team so i thought that was a pretty big loss for them i should say and then A.J. Green, man. I don't know where I'm at with A.J. Green because there was a time when I thought he was definitely one of the top four receivers in the league. I thought he was spectacular. He was the first guy to come in the league with six straight thousand-yard seasons. I remember I used to quote that stat all the time because I was a big defender of A.J. Green when he started to get some injuries, and he's kind of slowed down a little bit. So I'm not super excited about it, I would say, but – one year, $8 million. I think he's solid. Obviously, he's not the number one with DeAndre Hopkins being there. They have Christian Kirk as well. So I think he's going to fill more of that Larry Fitzgerald role. And I think at this point in their careers, he's probably a little bit better than Larry Fitz, who I think is retiring. He might even be coming back. I was back. thinking that. Is Larry even retired yet? Yeah, I don't even know. He might If they get him back too, they'll just have – him and A.J. Green will split some time in that slot. I feel like it will go really good. Endless targets. I don't see A.J. Green in the slot. I don't see that. Yeah. I think I think a lot of times moving to the slot helps he players. But he's too tall, man. But it's a matchup nightmare for the little slot corner. That's where you mix up the matchup, man. We got to have someone stick on A.J. Green because he is that player. You, you have to game plan for A.J. Green. I don't care. You, know. you, you can't. Not with Hopkins. You know, well, I mean, yeah, you know, I planned I mean, it for AJ Green anymore. At I mean, least I'm not. If I'm going to. against them, I'm putting whatever corner lines up in front of him at this point. He, you would have he, to. Does, he doesn't scare me like he used to. I mean, just watch, especially with Kyler Murray, man. He's mobile, man. He can manipulate the defense himself. If AJ Green just has that little bit of help, who's he been catching balls from? Who was the quarterback before Joe Burrow? Oh, Dalton? Andy Dalton, man. Hey. Andy Dalton. 
He couldn't run the same. Hey, he signed with the Bears. I know he signed with the Bears, but like I'll go start. That's like another Jay Cutler. It's like people that keep giving him more and more chances, and it's like I don't even not good. Yeah, he's he's just not he's, good. He's I, not good. He's just not good. It was frustrating. I will say though, because I didn't get to make this point, their best pickup so far to me was trading his third round pick to get Pro Bowl center Rodney Hudson from the Raiders, who apparently decided that their O-line needs to go. So they've gotten rid of a lot of O-linemen, traded Trent Brown to the Patriots last week to tackle. They traded Gabe Jackson to Seahawks this week, and now they're trading Rodney Hudson to the Cardinals for a third round pick. So that's three offensive linemen from the Raiders. But I do think out of all those guys, Rodney Hudson is the best and most proven so getting that upgrade for the Cardinals, I think it's going to be good. They were right on the brink of the playoffs last year. And with J.J. Watt, Rodney Hudson, straight up both of the lines, I do think A.J. Green is going to be solid. He's not going to be the worst. They did pick up Marcus Golden to replace Hassan Reddick. So I think that's kind of solid. Or, I mean, they re-signed him, but he's going to have to step up a little bit. But I think they'll be in the playoffs this year. As of right now, like I said, we got to see the draft, but we got the Cardinals up there. I'm sensing a trend when you're talking about the Raiders and trend in the AFC West Raiders and the Chargers there are chiefs both trading away basically two vital pieces of their offensive line. Can you see the Raiders also trying to gun for one of those unspoken for offensive linemen? Who knows? But yeah, I don't know. A lot of the big names seem to be off the board and just like the biggest of names, but we know that always doesn't mean the most that offensive line. You can get kind of barking guys that end up being better than what people thought. Right. So Tony, it's we'll almost see. like the year of the O line. That's what it seems like. The year of the offensive lineman draft this year. I was gonna say the Chargers going to the other direction in that same division. They signed all pro center Corey Lindsley, five years, sixty-two million, highest all time for a center. Obviously, he was all pro, like I said. So that means he was graded out at number one center in the league. So they also signed another offensive lineman, Matt Filer, to a three-year, $21 million deal. So, hey, Chargers said, look, y'all getting rid of O-line. We beefing up the O-line. And I, mean, the, the I think that's going to be better for them. Honestly, I think it's a better move. Well, I mean, the Chiefs did also sign a center, too. But it's more or less. The oh, U- no, they signed the guard, Joe Thune. Yeah, he's really good. I think that's going to be good. But they lost the tackle. Yeah, exactly. It's more or less maybe the year of the tackle. Like I said, guys, we were talking about earlier, all tackles and just beasts, man. And it's just wow. So we'll see what happens, man. For sure. I did want to talk about the Patriots. I feel like we might have buried one of the leads a little bit. They made a lot of moves. I seen a stat Bill Belichick in the first day of free agency this year, more guaranteed money than they had in the previous like five or six years combined. And it was almost as much as they had total in the last decade. Some of the moves they made, Cam Newton. Resign one year, 14 million. Pass rusher Matt Judon from the Baltimore Ravens signed for four years, 56 million. They picked up two tight ends, probably the best two on the market. Hunter Henry, three years, 37.5 million. And then Johnu Smith from the Titans, four years, 50 million. They got two receivers. They picked up Nelson Aguilar, two years, 26. Kendrick Bourne, three for 22. And then they made a couple other moves on defense. I don't think we really need to mention, but I do think will kind of strengthen their defense. So, yeah, what do you think about these moves? Are the Patriots back? I wouldn't say that at all. 
but it does spark a little bit of life there. I think with Tom Brady's departure, he kind of took a lot of that with him. Obviously, they saw something in Cam Newton that maybe they just needed another year and hopefully they have training camp to depend on. This year was weird. There's no chemistry being built in the summertime like usual. So I like Cam Newton a lot as a player. The season he had this year, very lackluster, but maybe they see something in him that they can potentially build off of if there's hopefully a training camp. Bill Belichick is still Bill Belichick, even though Tom Brady went off and got a Super Bowl with someone else, but he's still Bill Belichick. He's just the master of discipline. He's a master of playing the game of chess. So maybe he sees something there. Hunter Henry, great pick. I was not seeing that at all. Wow. I'm really shocked that Los Angeles wasn't able to keep the guy. Belichick. I think those tight ends are big. I don't think enough Dude. people are talking about that. In my opinion, Cam had his most success when he was throwing at Greg Olson in Carolina. So for him, I think reuniting with not one, but two really good tight ends. I thought John New Smith was really starting to come on. They just didn't have a pass first offense. So he didn't really put up the stats that some other guys did. But I thought he's athletic. He makes some plays. Hunter Henry was putting up stats. He's athletic. He's big. He makes plays too. So I don't want to say they're Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, but I think they can cause some problems for some teams. Yeah, that's for sure. I think that's the kind of team Bill Belichick always wanted because he was the one that led that whole draft that year. Robin, right? Aaron Hernandez are both drafted the same season. And he and tried it last year too. He picked was, two yeah. tight ends in third round. Right. And that was arguably the best Patriots team ever when it was Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. In my opinion, that was the best New England Patriots team ever when they ended up losing to New York. And The second uh, time, you mean? The second time, 2011. Nah, they got better at 07. Even though they lost, they got better at 07. Wasn't Randy Moss in 2011? Nah, that was 07 when they were undefeated, 18-0, lost to the Giants. No, nah, I'm pretty sure that that Gronk team- wasn't on that team yet. No, in 2011, I'm pretty sure. 2011 I- was Gronk and... They were, that was the greatest New England team in my, you think the 07 Patriots were better? Yeah, by far, undefeated 07 Patriots. They had one bad game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It was a pretty bad game. That's the thing about football. I don't think the best team always wins the championship. Yeah. You got to play good at the right time because it's only one game. Basketball, if you win a championship, no doubt you're the best team because you got to beat a team four times, but. Right. If it's only one night, we can have a bad night. A couple turnovers, a couple things don't go our way, a couple calls, you could lose the game. Right. But damn, I don't know, man. Um, Patriots are looking good this year. You what do you think? Playoffs? Pick- you think they're going to make the playoffs? No way. I don't see that happening. Not, no way. Not, not the AFC East, man. Is this time? We're going to bet on all the AFC East teams, I guess. All right, let's, let's I want to do, do it right now. Do it. I want to do it right now. All right. Obviously, Buffalo. I got Buffalo winning the division. I'm just saying, they're going to make the playoffs. They might win the division. They might get in the wild card, but the Patriots will definitely be in the playoffs. What was the other bet that we had? We we had another bet going on here. Yeah, that Tua would throw more than 22 touchdowns. Another AFC East. All right. Like I said, we're going to bet all of them, I guess. Big question mark. You taking that bet, Patriots make the playoffs? All right, yeah. I, I guarantee you Patriots don't make the playoffs. You, All right. You will, and I think they Mark will. it down. Mark it down. All right, I'm going to do it right now. I'm right on my phone. Yep, I got it. Yeah. We got it. Everybody listening, y'all heard that, right? That, that's going to be two for me with Tua and now the Patriots. So we're good. Look, Cam, it's time. You got some weapons now. It's time to step up. 
they're going to get those opt-outs back on the defensive side. They're 79 last year. Not terrible, but hey, they can improve. They picked up some weapons. Let's go. I think that's eight and eight. They might miss the playoffs nine and seven. And nine and seven. Sheesh. They're going to be in the playoffs. I can't wait to say I told you so. And then I can't wait to see Miami actually go to playoffs over New England this year with Tua. Me winning both bets. I'll believe it when I see it. And throwing for more than 25. I ain't ready for two A making the playoffs, that's for sure. Not if he started. We'll see. Another season to recuperate from the injury. Let us have a training camp. Let there be a training camp. I promise you, dude. There's going to be some things that are not (laughs) coming. We'll see, man. I'm not rooting against – I guess I am rooting against the guy now that we made this bet. But, hey, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we can move on a little bit, talk about some of these other stories around the league. I guess we'll start with Trent Williams, left tackle for the 49ers, formerly of our Washington football team. Signed the highest contract ever for alignment, six years, $138 million. I thought that's kind of crazy. He's starting to get up there in age. But, hey, by all accounts last year, all the NFL scouting and grading people, they said he was just as good as he's always been. So good for him getting some more money. They also signed center Alex Mack. I wanted to bring that up for sure because he's been solid. He's been a good center in the league. We had our debate last time, and I was talking about Jimmy G. And I said, hey, just get some linemen, and they're going to be all right. Oh. So they got some linemen. It's another mm-hmm. team. I think I'm ready. I don't want to go all in on these teams yet. I did feel a lot more confident with the Patriots, but I think this team on the right track. I don't know. I hope they're looking I- like a playoff team again. I don't know, man. I hope Alex Mack doesn't step back too quick and step on – Jimmy G's toe and end his season. <laughs> You're a funny guy. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Not, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, this time next season be sitting pretty low. Yeah. Now I guess I've become a Jimmy G fan. So room for him and make <laughs> the moves that I like to see. I had to mention it. All right. I can't necessarily hope the guy doesn't have a good season. I, I wish every player has a great season, but I just don't understand why you're not me. Derek Carr. But anyway, we're not going to get into that again. It's giving me PTSD right now. I can't believe I mean, we could talk about Derek Carr because I think with these moves, I don't know if you're going to have a good season. Uh-oh. Here so, we go. So I, <laughs> I mentioned already that they traded their offensive tackle, Trent Brown, to the Patriots last week. That's another move I didn't even mention for the Patriots. So, yeah. They're making moves. But they traded that lineman. They traded Gabe Jackson, the lineman. Traded Rodney Hudson. Three starting linemen from last year. They did sign John Brown, the receiver, who I talked about last week. is a little sneaky pickup. I like that. Don't get me wrong. They signed Yannick Ndokwe, who actually is a very good pass rusher. So that could probably help. Signed Solomon Thomas, former first-round pick. He's solid, but I don't think he's, like, great or anything. So... I'm not seeing it for the Raiders right now. What I mean, about that, you? That, that is the thing is Oakland's defense was very – they just weren't anything to be reckoned with. Trash. So all that was put on a Derek Carr's plate. And then having a very young running back. We have Nelson Aguilar at receiver. And got paid. Nelson Aguilar was good. Nelson Aguilar was good because Derek Carr was throwing the ball to him. Hey, well, we don't have him no more. <laughs> well, you don't. Yeah, you're right. But we got Darren Waller. But listen, we got rid of our, the offensive lineman. But like I said, in the draft, there are a couple guys in there that are just monsters, man. Just watch what happens. Just watch what happens. 
Oh, we got rid of our center. Okay, boo-hoo. That's a Pro center, Bowl center. Pro Bowl center. Okay. But, you know. Top those five come, center in the league. They come, they come and go. They come and go. Not, not top yeah. five. I mean. Yeah, just get somebody that's top there's five. Always, there's always a top five or center. It just has to be one of the top five best centers in the league. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not going to be hard to come by, man. Like. We'll see. We our defense up. That's all we need is a little help on defense, man. That's That was literally the missing piece. I'll we make that worked. bet. I bet the Raiders won't be in the playoffs. I bet that for sure. All right. Well, let me think about that one because we do have <laughs> They never make it. Mm-hmm. Now Derek Carr is the quarterback. Come on. Come <laughs> on. They really haven't, though. They really haven't made the playoffs once. No, they made it that one year. I'll give they him didn't. that. Okay, yeah, I'll didn't. give him that. He, he was balling. Play. He didn't even he, play. He balled out one year. Yeah, he got injured right before they got into the playoffs. I mean, we'll see, but I, I think this is the year. And wasn't uh, what's Khalil Mack with Oakland that year? Yeah, our was defense was solid, solid, man. Our defense was solid. And look, we're beefing our defense up again. So psh, we'll see. We'll we're see. gonna find out about. I see you saying we there, the Raiders Nation. I am a Raiders fan on the low, you know. Raiders yeah. Nation, stand yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about Vegas, man. The only reason why I liked the Raiders in the first place was because of Compton, Compton, California. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought like- it was because Derek Carr. His name's yeah. Derek. Got the yeah. initials. I've, DC. Been, I've been a Raiders fan since I, I was I a that, that linked up, you know. Honestly, that was just how serendipitous. My favorite team's quarterback's named Derek, just like me, you know. But <laughs> DC, He's yeah, DC. it literally. It's like I remember at Lowe's uh, when I was working at Lowe's. Uh, my manager used to make fun of me because at the time, hey, shout out to Lowe's. I used to work there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out Lowe's. But at the time, like my license had gotten suspended there, right? And he used to give me a hard time about it. I used to call him Joel Embiid. I don't know why his name was Joel. He's like, hey, Joel Embiid. He's like Derek, no car. What's up? <laughs> wow. Okay. Derek, cool. no car. If I had to start calling. Hey, if, if he's not playing well, it might be your new right. name on the five. Derek, no car. Derek, no car. Hey, you know what? It's all fun and games, bro. I love it. <laughs> that was the nah, fun. You know, game. I'm just messing. No, no, no. That's cool. I thought that was like the greatest comeback. I was like, ooh, that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I've always liked the Raiders since I was like a little ass kid, just because my name's Compton and NWA. Right. Big Raiders fan. So it's just like, you know, that's why I like them. <laughs> Definitely, bro. Yeah. Nah, they're one of the more interesting teams in the league for sure. I'm a big fan of Al Davis. Obviously, I didn't grow up watching him or anything, but watching documentaries and stuff now, yeah. I like his style. He's so. such a gangster, man. He's such a gangster. You know, the way he... Way he led those teams, man. Yeah, even moving to Vegas now, and <laughs> and that's such a now Davis thing to do. He just like, bullied his way, like he he. They didn't want him there. Th- yeah, exactly. He's been trying to do that for years. They didn't want him there at all. Yeah, but he did it, man. Well, he he didn't do it. His son did, but yeah. Who knows the Davis family for doing it? Finally pulling it off. I mean, there's probably only a couple more teams that we really need to hit on before we get out of here. There's. The Packers re-signed Aaron Jones, four years, $48 million. Thought that was pretty big because we had speculated him maybe going to the Miami Dolphins. I did see also that he took less money, apparently. I didn't say where, but that was the news that he took a little bit less to stay with the Packers. Hmm. That's actually quite interesting. It is a good move for him. Yeah, I don't think it usually works out when big money running backs leave and go to another team. 
Right. It usually seems to be like always when the running back starts to slow down. I don't know if this different schemes or what, but changing. Yeah. A lot of times for the lower tier running backs, it's like whatever, because they were already lower tier. But when you get those superstar running backs, there's only been a few that change teams and ball out. I don't know, like Marshall Falk back in the day. Maybe yeah. Clinton Portis. He got traded. He was still young when he got traded. So we'll see. I, I think I like that for him. Didn't Clinton Portis win like rookie of the year that year? Yeah, when he was in Denver, he was yeah. and then he, he ran was, for like 1500 yards as a rookie. Never had that year again in Washington. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible trade for us, honestly. Even though Clint Portis was solid, he was a good player. Mm-hmm. I want to take nothing away from him. I love Clint Portis, but mm-hmm. Yeah. We traded a Hall of Fame corner for yeah, a, a running back. I mean, at least, <laughs> yeah. at least it'll be in the Washington Hall of Fame, you know? Yeah. A huge Very. character, too. Like I said, I love the guy, so mm-hmm. I'm not all the way upset, but yeah. I guess really the last couple guys I wanted to hit on real quick, Patrick Peterson signed with the Vikings. We had talked about him last week. I didn't know he was even a free agent, so... Which the Cardinals would have been able to keep him, but that's good for the Vikings. They definitely need some defense over there. Bud Dupree from the Steelers, the pass rusher, went to the Titans. Five years, $82 million. He got paid. No, I, it's very exciting hearing Patrick Peterson going to Minnesota. Very exciting, mostly for him because he's been in Arizona for so darn long. And I'm not saying Minnesota is like the place to be, but you know, if he if he wanted to go there, kind of get a, a refresher in his career, you could move on him. Like you said, they need a defense. He's a seasoned veteran. He could probably teach some young kids how to shut him down, and that'll probably be a nice little end to his career. So Patrick Peterson, definitely uh the modern day Charles Woodson, I'd say, kind of. Oh, big, big praise. He, he's yeah. definitely up there. He's definitely, he's definitely up there. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those staples in, in this generation. People are going to look at Patrick Peterson as a very long tenured cornerback, just a very well-known name. So happy for the guy. As far as like, definitely, will it give Minnesota playoff chances? I'm not so sure, but yeah, I <laughs> don't know, but they got a good old Captain Kirk, with no yeah. defense. So <laughs> we'll yeah. see how that goes. I don't got them making it. Nope. But were there any other moves on here that you wanted to talk about before we start to wrap it up? I mean, in all honesty, I just nothing else really screams big news, big headlines. All right. Yeah, that about does it for me. All right. So I guess our last question before we get out of here, we're a few days into free agency now. What team is your favorite in terms of all these moves we talked about? What teams made the best moves so far? <sighs> I got to say, I got to say the Cardinals, man. You're really on board with the I Cardinals. Like, I even. like the Cardinals moves. It might just be starstruck just because of AJ Green and the AJ Green I remember from Cincinnati. Just he's not the same AJ Green him. though. But he he's still AJ Green though. It's not AJ <laughs> I mean, Green, yeah. but it's AJ Green. You know, no AJ Brown. You're right. <laughs> That's perfect yeah, too. I'm excited to see what happens, man. Because Kyler Murray's a different kind of QB than Andy Dalton. How long is AJ Green? Yeah, it's been Andy Dalton all the way through. Yeah, I think they came in together because AJ Green was the first round pick and then Andy Dalton was the second. Okay, yeah. So like second round, not yeah. second overall, definitely right. not. Yeah. But you know, um, AJ Green with another quarterback who can move and manipulate the defense a little more. He can probably get the cornerback to bite and boom, 
AJ Green's still fast, like lightning. So, I don't know if like lightning. He's, he is a fast. What? He's fast, but he's not as fast as he used to be. Right, okay, yeah, all right. It was probably a little, a little overzealous there. But, I mean, like I said, man, it's a different team. You have to plan for D-Hop, which will leave AJ Green open because, like you said, who's going to be game planning for AJ Green nowadays? That's what everyone is going to be thinking, and they're going to make that sad mistake come week one, and he's going to make breaks. I'm just saying. It's wow. I'm excited to see what Arizona could do. I what feel a, that. Let's see your pick. For me, it's got to be the Patriots, man. Like I said, the reason I made that bet, reason I think they're going to be a good team this year. One, got to consider that they're getting all those players back that opted out last year. They picked up two defensive linemen, Devon Godshaw, who's been solid, Henry Anderson, who eh, I don't know, but. Hey, Bill Belichick sees something. I'm going to trust him on those. Jalen Mills, he had kind of a bounce back season last year. So I think he's a solid pickup in the secondary. And then you talk about the weapon. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention Matt Judon, the biggest defensive person they picked up. I think the Patriots defense going to be back to top five, top 10 level this year. I think getting Cam Newton back, putting actual weapons on the field. This team's weapons, I'm not even going to be nice about it. They were terrible. They sucked. They were not NFL caliber players. Cam Newton finally has some NFL caliber players now with Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. He wasn't amazing, but he was solid every time he got on the field for the 49ers. He just had a couple guys that were drafted higher and a little bit better probably in front of him. So I think... Patriots, they got weapons, they added defense, they brought back Cam, and it's all up to Cam. If Cam's good, this team will be good. Yeah, man. I can't disagree with you. So that's definitely an exciting bunch to get together, that's for sure. Dual tight end offense, the last time we've seen that in New England. We don't have to explain it. All right. I don't want to mention that guy's name more than once on the podcast. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> I just said it once. I ain't going to say it again. <laughs> so yeah i'm excited man this is gonna be a good season hopefully we have training camp this year man keep my fingers crossed we need those we need those yeah i was gonna say i would love to go back to training camp those are fun but i don't know if that's the right move for me right now but yeah we'll yeah. see we'll see mm-hmm. but yeah i guess with that if you made it this far thanks for listening we really appreciate you if you want to help us out a little bit which we would definitely appreciate it. You follow us on Instagram at AVG Sports Nerds. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. Subscribe. That really helps. That really shows that we have a good following, which will help us expand and grow. So if you like us or like what we're saying, even if you dislike us, just go ahead and follow us. And yeah, feedback is the most important right now for us. So if you got anything, hit us up. Instagram, like I said. And yeah, you got anything else, Derek? Uh, no, nah, man, uh, that just about does it, man. You summed it up pretty well. I'll be here next week. Hopefully uh, you guys can kind of put your input there. If you have anything that we may have missed that you thought was worth mentioning, like I said, please feel free to contact us or if there's any feedback you have for us to keep listeners more engaged, definitely keep us in tune. Help us get better each and every week. That's all I can say about that. Definitely, definitely. So yeah. Have a good night, good day, good morning, whenever you listen to this, and keep nerding it up.